the one good thing about music, you know the rest. Welcome to the Style and Vibes podcast with me, Michaela. I'll be giving you the inside scoop on music, fashion, culture, and more from Caribbean celebrities and tastemakers across the globe, pushing our culture with authenticity and, of course, style and vibes. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Style and Vibes podcast with yours truly, Michaela. If you are new here, welcome to the family. If you are not, you know, welcome back. And uh, make sure if you're new, you've checked out, you know, a few of our other episodes. Today, we're going to be talking about spirituality and reggae music. So this really came after being inspired by a listening session for none other than Sizzla Kalanji. Uh, He is releasing a new album in August. We'll talk more about that probably on another podcast or in a newsletter for the most part. But he had a listening session for his new album called On a High. And I was so inspired. I'm like, I've never talked about spirituality and reggae. So this is really an off the cuff sharing my feelings and how I relate to spirituality through reggae music. It's very personal to me. There isn't like a whole research paper on it and it might be something I'll probably come back and visit in another episode with a little bit more details and a little bit more references. But this is really just me sharing my personal journey. I was having a hard time figuring out what I was going to do for this particular episode, but it just came at such a great time. And coincidentally, on the day that I'm recording this, It's so timely because today is the birthday of Haile Selassie. If you guys don't know, he was born on July 23rd. So I'm recording this on July 23rd, but it's going to be released um, in a couple of days. And he is hailed as the Messiah in the Rastafarian faith. So no, I am not a Rasta, but uh, reggae music and Rastafarianism kind of go hand in hand. And although Selassie himself never made such claims to the title that he was given, Um, and he was actually a devout Christian, he's still highly regarded as a leader. So you'll hear him referred to as the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, even Jah himself. And a lot of the music really references him as an example of, of, you know, this Messiah. He is the, the second coming, if you will, that is talked about in the Bible. Speaking of Haile Selassie and Ethiopia's importance, there's an amazing episode on the podcast Strictly Facts with host Alexandria and her guest, Dr. Aliyah Khan, talking about a brief history on Caribbean religion. So she talks about a bunch of different religions, but I'm going to share a specific clip where she talks about Haile Selassie, the importance of Ethiopia to the Rastafarian movement in Jamaica. We can't really separate out Rastafarianism as a religious practice from it as a political practice and a Black identity practice, a Black nationalist practice. And also one, too, that is heavily Bible-based. Let's not not shy away from um, the importance of the Old Testament and ideas about, you know, things like very specific ideas like Babylon, you know, what is Babylon and so on Mm -hmm. that come from the Old, that are borrowed and come from the Old Testament. One more thing. You know, um, what one thing that Rastafarianism did was it looked to Ethiopia, even while, you know, born from the Old Testament. The reason for looking to Ethiopia for Black nationalists and for anti-colonialists is very specific and very interesting, right? It's because in our popular conception, Ethiopia is the one country, the one Black country, the one African country that resisted colonialism. 
Um, that, that's a narrative. It's not, it, it is and it is not true, right? At various times, it's true that the um, Ethiopia and its king uh, resisted incursions by the Italians, but th there were several, right? It was like this back and forth and, um, and you know, uh, Ethiopia was not finally free of the Italians until the end of World War II, but nonetheless, it was this beacon um, to people in the African diaspora around the world um, as a place in Africa that resisted colonialism. And that is why it had such importance for, for Rastafarians. And you know the moment when, um, the very important mid-century moment when Haile Selassie landed in, um, in Jamaica. Jamaica. Right. It, it, it was the biggest moment, right? Not just Rastafarians, but, you know, it was a moment, I think, that um, Black Jamaicans put Black Jamaican identity on the map and connected mm -hmm. it to Africa in a really important way that moment when Haile Selassie landed. Interesting, right? Make sure you guys check out the rest of the episode on the Strictly Facts podcast. The episode is entitled A Brief History of Caribbean Religions. You will not be disappointed. The link to that episode is in the show notes. But now back to our episode on reggae and spirituality. So all of this to say that the album listening session and why I kind of got inspired was because, you know, Sizzla comes off, especially when he speaks, like you really want to just listen to him. And he said so many amazing things. There were so many great quotables in terms of his position as a leader, not just in dance hall, but in, you know, the community that he's built, August Town and you know, him just really sharing his wisdom and experiences, being home from COVID and being on lockdown, but he hasn't really been able to travel. He doesn't have a visa. So he's really kind of honed in on his faith and he's doing a lot internally. So he really started kind of sharing some of that, not just through his music, but how he was um, just talking to everyone on the listening session. And the music itself, it really reminded me of when I first got introduced to Sizzla on Black Woman and Child, The Real Thing. You know, my mom, if you go back to my episode with my mom talking about Bob Marley, you know, she was our roots girl and, you know, she grew up a Roman Catholic, but she kind of had this rebellious side and, you know, we'll get into the connection between um, Catholicism and Judaism and, and Rastafarianism in itself. But I would hear a lot of roots reggae growing up, particularly in the morning. I remember when Sizzla's, those two albums came out, particularly Black Woman and Child, like my mom would play it on repeat. And I think it subconsciously cultivated my love for reggae music. And even before that, you know, she would play the Abyssinian, she would play Black Uhuru, she would play, um, you name it, just Jacob Miller. And we go, the list goes on and on. Um, Steel Pulse, like a lot of those artists and especially the artists coming up in that time, they really talked in their music a lot about storytelling, you know, references to the Bible, particularly the, the first, the Old Testament, and really just sharing inspiration through music. Um, so it was really my first introduction to faith and spirituality was through reggae music. I, a lot of my peers and people that I went to school with, um, they really gravitated towards gospel as their spirit, spirit music, as I like to say, but I really did it. And I think it's because I heard, you know, this roots music so much 
that it became my go-to when it came to exploration and inspiration regarding my faith and spirituality. So like I said, I really didn't hear a whole lot of gospel. You know, my mom wasn't a devout churchgoer. We would go to, you know, the Catholic church. Occasionally, I went to Catholic school for about a year. Um, So I knew all of the prayers and the hymns, but I wasn't as fascinated with the music um, and the connection. I was really much more interested in what if you've ever gone to a Roman Catholic church, church is literally like an hour and most of it is like ceremonious and there's only like 15 to 20 minutes of the word, but that was usually my favorite part. And then as I continued to grow in my own faith, I actually just went to Bible study through an evangelist church that it was more of like um, a after-school program for kids in the neighborhood. So once a week, we would go to this evangelical church and they would host Bible study for um, young kids right up to, to teenagers. So I did that for most of my adolescent childhood. So again, I wasn't there for the music. We did sing songs and they were catchy, but I was really there for the word itself. And I've always kind of been that. And this you know, particular interview, it really made me think back about my journey and understanding of spirituality because it's so connected to music. Anytime I'm you know, feeling down or feeling good. I want to give thanks. I want to give praise. I want to, you know, hear some music that's going to kind of put me in a different headspace, if you will. And I always say, you know, the music that you dance to and the music that your meds pun is different. So when I, when I think about holding a meditation and listening to music, it's always reggae. It's always, I have a playlist that I go to. I'll share that. It's in the show notes as well. But it really kind of took that reflection of going back and really understanding where that initially came from that really inspired this particular episode today. So like many um, in, in various different genres, you know, in reggae, there is a clear connection between the church, its references, and the actual lyrics. It's very similar to like a Sam Cooke or Aretha Franklin or the riffs that you hear in R&B. Those really came from the church. So for many, you know, church is still, it was and still is a place where you can kind of shed your worries, do your praise, fellowship through music and inspirational song telling. And the music really supports the everyday struggles and releases that that negative energy and kind of gives you that fuel to kind of keep going regardless of what you're going through. It goes back to one of my favorite Bob Marley quotes where he says, when the music hits you, you feel no pain. As I got older, I started to understand the lyrics and I've always just been that much more interested in Rastafarianism as we say, the liberty, how people live. I've always been fascinated and inspired by the way Rastas carry themselves with such pride in their culture, their speak, their tone, their careful approach to reasoning on life and really always kind of taking that elder reasoning in a practical situation. And I think that practical approach it seemed very simplistic and it's very universal. 
And that's really what comes through as a thread in the music. There's this common code of conduct with messages that are translatable to everyday life, empowering, uplifting, inspiring self-pride, and just have a collective understanding of humanity beyond the religious um, underlying and the religious tones. Reggae at its core has always been this socioeconomic storytelling path to share messages that are inspired by the challenges that people face. Um, We identify the key struggles of people and then give them the motivation to keep going all in the same song. So you would hear messages like giving thanks, you know, Sizzla's praisey ja, or, you know, never giving up and holding the faith in, you know, chronics ain't no giving in or Ja is standing by your side and you can accomplish anything like Tony Rebels, Ja by your side. But these are just examples. There's entire catalogs of songs like these about inspiring and uplifting and enlightenment that you truly kind of feel the energy. And that's kind of where that higher vibration kind of comes in. And they, you know, even talk about that. Um, I remember doing my interview with Walshy Fire and he was like, you know, I only want to do music that has, you know, a higher vibration and I'm paraphrasing. But I think that's what it means is music has the power to uplift and inspire people. So using it to put people in a good headspace, keeping them connected to whatever divine source of energy that they pull from is really how reggae music is approached in in its holistic format and now we've all heard the terms good vibes and you know even the podcast is named style and vibes it's a great way to express positivity and the energy that you want to attract you know good vibrations in music and through lyricism um really is what kind of fuels a lot of that liberation talk and empowerment talk And the idea of just continuously staying motivated to go day by day. Now, from a personal perspective, you know, growing up specifically in Jamaican parties, gatherings, festivals, you name it, you would have these segments. And, you know, anybody anybody who listens to this podcast, you know how the segments go. It's souls where you hear 70s and 80s, 60s music. Um, You would hear some pop artists like Air Supply and Celine Dion. You know, that music you hear when you're going to the doctor office and them play like whatever. That's the kind of music that you would hear. Then you get into your lover's rock. You know, Alton Ellis, Ken Booth, Freddie McGregor, Barris Hammond. Then you have this Roots reggae segment. And this is where you would hear that Roots Rasta spiritual music. And you would literally, it would be kind of one of the first few moments in the night or the event that you're at where you would see a two-finger gun salute in the air and you hear the pump, pump, pump on the, on the zinc fence or you would, you know, see people literally lifting their hands in joy and in praise, kind of like you would see when somebody's catching a spirit in church. So you'll see people dancing and, you know, you'll look at, if you ever looked at like older performance videos of like even Bob Marley, you name it, you can really see that they're kind of going into this trance of some sort, some sort of spiritual connection to the music, to the audience, to the lyricism. 
that they're performing and it really does look like them the maketch spirit on stage because essentially they're like giving thanks for life and that movement is really around um that praise and worship and you even see and hear it in you know modern dancehall songs and then not only that that idea of the segments is something that has been very translatable you know from generation to generation and it has changed a bit um but i think the dancehall and and jamaican parties have always been a space where all of these different genres can coexist you know them call it the early warm segment no where you're just playing you know all, all kinds of music and it's really the dj that is setting the tone for for the event itself and understanding the crowd and understanding what to play at the right time and the right moment so by passing down this tradition of the segments in a party we're continuing to fuel the idea that this can all coexist in one particular platform if that if that makes sense so for me and for a few of these reasons you know just growing up with reggae music hearing it really identifying with the lyricism the rhythms um the ability to hear it in multiple spaces you know being able to hear it in a playlist or in a party you know roots reggae music is always going to be my go-to source of inspiration from a spiritual connection perspective and like Morgan Heritage say you don't have to dread to be rasta you know it's the divine inception of the art so I'm going to take that to art and of course I'm not a rasta but I do draw from the inspirations of the music when I'm feeling the need to be inspired wanting to be in a meditative state trying to understand some sort of hardship I'm going through um reggae for me is always going to be that positive source you know as my trad through the valley you see you, you like how me miss me now and that so i want to hear from you have you ever thought about your spiritual connection to music how has reggae impacted your life i'm sharing some of my personal favorites in my good vibes playlist you guys can listen to it on apple music the link for the playlist is in my show notes but i would love to hear how you guys connect spirituality and music for yourself on a regular basis until next time later be peeps thanks for listening to the latest episode of the style and vibes podcast if you like what you hear and i know you do share it with your friends and family if you want more make sure you visit styleandvibes.com and follow us on our social channels twitter and instagram at styleandvibes until next time later be peeps